Heads up, audio listeners, you're about to hear a videotaped conversation. For the full experience, you'll find the video version of this episode on Spotify or YouTube. You've also said that movies were a way that helped you kind of learn to be the woman that you wanted to be, that you found role models in films. And I'm curious, which is there one movie that stands out or one character that stands out that really made you go, that's who I want to be? Uh, okay, first first of all, I would say that it's more unlearning oh. than learning. Mm -hmm. I think that it's like it takes more time to unlearn the things. That is filmmaker Eleni Neverjani, originally from the country of Georgia. And yeah, their new movie is all about a woman unlearning the ways she's always been told she should behave. It's the story of Edero, who runs a small-town grocery store. She's an unmarried, middle-aged virgin, which already makes her the subject of local gossip. And when she suddenly launches an affair with a married guy named Merman, she's really got to figure out what she wants. Gossips and society be damned. I'm Rico Galliano. This is The Movie Podcast. Welcome back to our special season of conversations from the 2023 Cannes Film Festival. This is episode five. Eleni Neveriani talking about her film Blackbird, Blackbird, Blackberry, and about the film that inspired her to make movies in the first place. It's a film of, uh, it's a miracle in Milan. It's a Vittorio De Sica. It's, it's like Italian neorealistic film. And I think that when I watched it, I was 10 years old. And I remember like uh, how I felt that it was something very, very, I felt that it was, cinema was made like also for me. And it was also made for everybody. And that's what I felt that uh, I could do this, you know, afterwards. What about it struck you that it, way? It's a, it's a story of like, uh, you have like very tiny village and you have extremely diverse people living there. And it's, it's a poor village and you have really like uh, the physical differences, you have like identity differences and like how they can co-live co together and what how they kind of try to live together and also unlearn and learn the things, you know. The, you're almost describing your films. I mean, like these are literally some of the things that are in your films. They're set in small villages. I mean, I think I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> that was the blueprint for you. Yeah, it was. It That's was. fascinating. Yeah. But then, okay, so then a few years ago, you read this book, mm -hmm. Blackbird, Blackbird, Blackberry. Tell me, take me back to the moment that you read the novel and like where you were, what was happening in your life and like the moment where you kind of go, this is my next film. Uh, so I was in a plane. So I was just like, I recorded ADR for my, the last film before that one, Wet, Wet Sand. Sand. And I just bought a book. I knew that I had a long flight to, to get back to Geneva and I read the book. I know how it goes. And really, like, uh, I finished it in a, in a four hours. And I already had, when I, the first page that I read, I knew that, I mean, who, who I wanted to work with as an as, as a actress. I knew that it's, I, I could make something out of it. Right away, I, when I landed, I wrote to the author. I said, like, I have an idea. What do you think about it? And she's like, why not? Just do it. And really, like, a super quickly, kind of everybody really got on the board and we really very fast kind of pace we just managed to do it how fast from the moment you touched down to when you started rolling camera uh year and a half okay so not not right away i want you to tell me like a uh, month no no really i mean come on it still takes time right i mean <laughs> but the inspiration was like instantaneous like you landed absolutely. and you were into it absolutely what yeah. happens on that first page that makes you go this is it 
basically like what is interesting that a novel it's written in the first person it's you have a monologue of the character so it's like a, she talks to herself all the time so it's and what what i felt and I, what was really inspiring it's uh, i don't know it's it's this way and like how she she thinks and what she says to herself it was very familiar to me also like a this struggle with yourself that uh you know what you want to do but there is this like a back voice that tells you that maybe you shouldn't because there is i don't know you have a neighbor you have a mom you have this do you know it's like a lot of things that it's kind of even kind of censoring your own own self and i was like this is amazing because we all go through like it doesn't matter like what gender you have well whatever you like you know it's something that we learn to be like that we kind of also like not letting ourselves to be who we want to be because of this kind of oppressed or kind of repressed like uh, society let's say it so that was like a, that what inspired me what, let's talk about this character she you've called her an instinctive feminist mm-hmm. what do you mean by that so what i mean it's something that uh, there is a moment in your life that you learned about things i mean and you naming it right i don't know it's like a, um, you know that okay being a feminist, it means this and this and this and this. And I think that for me, it's this, that hetero, what she has, it's she doesn't really, uh, how can I say, intellectually kind of naming herself or she doesn't really do something because it's it's a feminist or it's something that she's, uh, she's defending the minorities or something. She's not really like a consciously, I would say, like, a kind, yeah, she's not... In, identifying herself with uh, with any kind of concept but there is something that it she has it and instinctively she goes against of this flow she never learned this but sh- she has it she has it and it's kind of you know throughout the process it's like uh, it it you feel that it's it just kind of awakening yeah there's like there are moments where it almost seems to burst out of her mm-hmm. there's a scene that really got me early on in the film where she she goes to a cafe and she's eating alone and she orders like a pastry or something yeah. like that. And a, a man like remarks that she looks like she's single or something. And she says, <laughs> do you remember? The, it's something like. If dicks and marriages yeah, made women happy, yeah. then there'd be a lot more happy women. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And it comes like you don't expect it at all to come out of her, and yet it does. Yeah. This is kind of what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's also like I think that this instinctiveness comes from the understanding your context or place where you live. And she sees her neighbors, she sees like people around her, all the women, and they she feels and she knows that they are not happy. And it's really something that it's uh, they told her that okay, you know, you need to get married, you have to do this, and it's like, I don't know, it's like uh, this will make you happy. It's, it's obviously it's not. She's a punk, basically. She's a punk. I mean, I'm happy that you're saying that because for me, she's extremely punk because when I was writing the story, I was really, I mean, that's, that's something that I also, I'm, I'm working that when I write, I always have the soundtrack yeah. and it's, it's extremely, and we have also in the film that Georgian punk musician, oh, yeah. like there are a few soundtracks that it's written by him. And it's, it's really like what I wanted to feel and how she feels inside. It's, it's extremely punk. I mean, really like this noise that it's, she carries it's 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 yeah it's punkish yeah <laughs> she's very punkish yeah. which is also i mean for people who haven't seen the movie it, she it, she doesn't look it like she doesn't look the part which is almost the point i guess yeah absolutely that's um, also appearance right i mean you don't need to appear like just 
be the way, I mean, th- how you look at, I mean, the physicality doesn't say much. It's, it's everything. It's kind of how, what is inside. But let me, uh, let, speaking of physicality, the way, so she has the sexual relationship, the sexual awakening. I know that you've said that kind of the sensuality, her sensuality as an older woman, as like a, a larger woman is important to you, but you've also decided to shoot it in this way that's a little step back from it. It's not like, I wouldn't call this a sultry movie. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit distance from it. Why did you choose to do it that way? If kind of part of the point is that she's like a sensual person. I think it's, it's a way how I see the, I I don't like to be too, too close to things. I also feel that I'm standing behind the camera. I also take a distance. I'm not, of course, I mean, there is a, character there is a film and it's I'm telling this story but I'm still someone who is kind of you know we have still kind of distance between each other and I I, I prefer to give more context and to, to put this in a context and not to just really get too close to the I don't know some kind of spectacularity I would say I prefer that it's I don't know you 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 can also feel what you want to watch what you want to you know which part of the the image you kind of choose to to look at and it's not directing that okay this is what i want to show you i will say it, it is a movie of details it's absolutely yeah. and i always in movies like this i always love to have a director tell me what is it i like sending the audience into the movie with the director telling them here's a detail that i really love that you might miss so what do you have one in mind like something you're particularly proud of a little thing that's in there I'm proud of a lot of things in the little <laughs> details, I would say. But there, there is one that it's um, when uh, they have a first meeting in a in a shop, and yeah. uh, and Murmani, the guy, comes back. Her and, her lover, her, her lover to yeah, be. They're not exactly, lovers yeah. yet. And uh, like uh, he invites her on a date, and they have the hands kind of. You have like uh, and how he's really trying to touch her hand it's it's really it's 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 extremely like almost you don't see it because I mean, I, again I mean, it's a huge it. it's, it's it's a wide shot but it's something that really says a lot and i think in a film there are really this uh really tiny tiny details and the gestures that i also enjoy too when when when, I, when i'm directing and it was also fascinating with two of them, all of them actually, that it was not about, okay, let's make a scene. It was about really, that really like millimeters of, okay, just let's try, you know, this, this tiny yeah. gestures that it's, it's maybe unnoticeable, but it says a lot about everything. I will confess, I know little about Georgia. Is there something about this movie that you would say is like essentially Georgian? You no longer live there, I'm, I'm aware, but you've made many of your movies about Georgia. And is there something like an attitude or, I mean, even if there's, I, I kept thinking, I wonder if the products in Edero's shop were chosen for specific reasons because you remember them from Georgia or things like that. Yeah, they were chosen for, for specific reasons because also in the regions, in the villages, you have very different products. Oh. So they are also like a very weird products that you never know like why people are using this you know somehow it looks <laughs> like, like what? toxic i don't know like soap that is colored that it's like a, i mean you're never gonna wash yourself with this you know i mean that's also i would say that this this toxic is toxic kind of uh the products it's also what is very part of georgian identity it's like toxic relationships oh, something that what they what she has also with the neighbors that's something that you are friend but you don't really understand why you're friend 
you don't really know why you go back to this place. You don't know why you celebrate it, you know, together the birthday of the guy that he's not even showing up, showing up on, on a birthday. It was interesting also that people that are not from this culture, very often, like, I mean, when we had the feedbacks during the editing, we were like, why, why does she, why, why is she friends with these people, you know? They're yeah. super nasty. <laughs> They're really assholes. I'm sorry for my language, but it's... It's okay. But... In the end, it's that that's how it works because you are kind of trying to integrate in a, in a place that you have around. So you don't have also, okay, why I don't want to be there? Because if, if I'm not going to see them, it's somehow I feel lonely, but I, so I like to be alone, but I also want to be kind of, you know, part of this group. Mm. And I think this toxicity and that's kind of bit talking back to each other or kind of something bad about each other. It's something very kind of characteristic to George. Maybe it wasn't going to be like uh, taken in a nice hate, way, but well, that's it. This may be the way I related to it because what you've just described is very similar to Los Angeles, California. Well, maybe it's everywhere like that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I maybe this is also general kind of like order yeah. that we, what we what we live in. Yes, it's a very universal theme, I feel <laughs> like. Um, you've chosen, you no longer live in Georgia, you live in Switzerland. Why Switzerland? Oh God, this is a very long story, but I would say short. How so, much time do we have? This will be our last. <laughs> this will be our last answer. No, I say like when I I I I was uh, uh, I was a painter before. Oh, I mean, I wanted to be a painter. So when I finished my art school, I was I really wanted to leave. It was a war with Russia, so it was something that was really like a huge uh, the political kind of chaos as it is always and it is now again. I just didn't want to stay there, so I just sent out my applications to lot of countries. I was refused everywhere and only Switzerland who said like, just come, come and like, uh, you can pass your interview like in art school. So I got accepted. So I arrived to Switzerland and voila. Well, let me ask you as a final question. Do you imagine ever going back to Georgia? Because there's you, still a tenderness in your movies towards this country you know, as much it, as you've just said some fairly I think it's, negative things. I still, that. I still feel, I, I go very often there and I think it's uh, something that it's, it gives me a lot of uh, love and a lot of also passion and a lot of pain as well. Mm -hmm. And I think it's uh, I think it's, it's something that it's still very important for me. And I think it's going to be important because I feel that I'm extremely rooted in there as something that I carry and I want to tell or I feel it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Georgian. And it's where I live now. I'm, I feel really embraced in, uh, in Switzerland. It's really like I, I'm way how I feel there and what I do there. It's, 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 I'm very grateful. And I see this kind of like a privilege that I have. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's, I was thinking like, uh, will I be able to make a film somewhere else? Which I, I would love to try, but I don't know. Because it's something that it's, if I don't feel it really here, I cannot really, you know, take it out and just to tell others. Elena Neveriani, Blackbird, Blackbird, Blackberries, their new film. While you wait for it, do check out their debut feature, Wet Sand, another lovely film about the bright and dark sides of small town life. It's streaming on Mubi in the U.S. and elsewhere. Check the show notes of this episode for details. 
Meanwhile, this episode of the Movie Podcast was written and hosted by me, Rico Galliano. Kira McKenniff produced along with Elodie Fagan and Josefina Perez Portillo. Mustafa Coca edited the show, and Michelle Cho is our supervising editor. Yuri Suzuki composed our theme music. Our camera crew in can included Cedric Azar, Alice Dupla, Rob Godfrey, Solal Coulon, and Matis Toti. Special thanks to Movie's additional team in can Eric Eisenberg, Sam Letter, and Ilias Malki. This series is executive produced by me, along with John Baranachea, F.H. Agarel, Daniel Kasman, and Michael Taka. And of course, to stream the best in cinema, head over to Mubi.com to start watching. Next episode, Belgian rap star turned filmmaker Baloji on his debut feature, Omen. It won him the new voice prize at Cannes. Till then, go watch the movies. Thank you.